Everybody is talking about sustainability, but what does it mean? Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a weekly podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. The term sustainability gets bandied about pretty freely these days, from farms to corporate boardrooms. We wanted to get a better idea of what the term means, so we reached out to equipment maker Agco. Late in 2020, the company named a new director of corporate sustainability, and we thought it would be a good idea to get her perspective. Louisa Parker-Smith took on the new role soon after the company announced appointment of its new CEO. But how does a global farm equipment company define sustainability? And what might that mean for farmers? Let's check in with Ms. Parker-Smith to learn more. Well, Louisa Parker-Smith, welcome to Around Farm Progress. Great to be with you. Great. I'm excited to talk to you as uh, I heard about your new role earlier this year and was intrigued by the whole concept. And you're the new uh, Director of Global Sustainability for Agco. And I guess that's a good question. How do you see this new role and what does that mean? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a new role. I couldn't be more excited to be leading Sustainability Agco at this time. We, we have a new CEO, Eric Hansotia. Uh, recently announced, and we have a new uh, a new farmer-focused strategy uh, with a new shared commitment and, and corporate purpose, which is to provide farmer-focused solutions to sustainably feed our world. So that's a great place to start from from a sustainability perspective. Well, when we talk about iron, mostly equipment, the concept of sustainability gets a little tricky. And and so, how do you gauge or measure sustainability when you're as you look at this role and what the company's already doing? Yeah, I mean, sustainability in many cases is often linked firstly with environmental issues like water and energy use, Um, but it's a really broad discipline. I mean, it includes product sustainability, so looking at the life cycle of your products, it looks at the impact of your products during their working life on the environment, but it also looks at, you know, the supply chain, how you can create better safety procedures for employees. And, you know, most importantly for farmers, how do we evolve our products and services so that they kind of address and support them in, in being more productive uh, and having, um, you know, a, a lighter impact on the environment? So I think it, it's really, really broad in scope, the areas that we touch on in sustainability. It is. I've gone through that sustainability report released recently, and um, it's fascinating. And I'll put a link to it in the story that runs with this podcast. But from the standpoint of... Just looking at that, let's talk about the farmer sustainability side for a little bit. How does this role and this work impact how you might be working with farmers in the future? It's a, it's a good question. You know, the, the most important thing when you're defining a sustainability strategy is that you actually um, you, you talk to the stakeholders that, that really rely on your on your business and your service and your products. So, of course, farmers are a really key group for us there. And, and from there, you, you start to really understand what are the issues that are most material uh, in this case to, to your customers, to our farmers. Um, and then really sustainability is about how do you develop then products and solutions and services that actually help your customers to address issues that matter most to them. And of course, you know, when we think about um, agriculture, a really, really big topic, which is kind of always, well, rarely out of the news is the topic around climate change. How can we be uh, more environmentally sustainable? Uh, and that really then sort of leads to some of those strategic priorities. And, and a big one for us is, you know, how can we develop products and solutions to uh, improve the, the soil health 
and also to um, help sequester carbon into the soil and, and actually put farmers as part of the solution to climate change. That is a big role. And I know that uh, the crop tour program in 2021 and beyond is going to be looking more at those types of issues, right? Yeah, so we we run uh, globally, actually, in many regions, we, we run crop tours also in North America. And we also have um, ambassador farms so where we work directly with farmers uh, to demonstrate and, and, and sort of trial new approaches using our equipment. And then we also have um, we have our Precision Technology Institute where we also run lots of demonstrations there as well. So we, we focus on a kind of broad range of demonstrations and trials, but we're pivoting a little bit more now to uh, looking specifically at cover crops, uh, different tillage systems, uh, measuring compaction on the soil, really all with a view to trying to create a win-win for for the farmer and for the environment. So how really coming back to that question about how can we improve soil health um, and sequester carbon into the soil? And I guess more importantly than that, we're in a we're in a really unique position as a machinery uh, equipment manufacturer in that our our products are going throughout the field multiple times a year. So how can we also, uh, with all this talk about incentivizing farmers to sequester carbon, how can we put sensors and, and new technology on the machines that they're already using to provide more data so that they can actually demonstrate that the practices that they're implementing at the farm are also having an impact on the environment in a positive way? Yeah, I think people forget the fact that the biggest data collection tool on the farm is the farm equipment. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of data companies, but they don't know, they don't make those. You guys make the equipment for gathering the data, which is kind of interesting. That's for sure. The other interesting thing is when we talk about all this, farmers may be changing practices and farmers doing this and farmers doing that. But as I was looking at that report, I was a little surprised. Um, Agco's putting its money where its mouth is with regard to the work that you're doing on, on sustainable manufacturing. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, you know. We, we, we talk a lot about the impact of, uh, of farming on, on emissions, and, and definitely there's, that's an area that we're really interested to tackle with, with farmers. But equally, manufacturing also has an impact, and, and, and we have to also do our, do our part there. There are, there are lots of interesting things happening with this industry 4.0, manufacturing 4.0, lots of technological advances that are happening within the manufacturing sites. But really, we're focused on two as a starting point. Firstly, we really want to look at how we can reduce our, the, the emissions within our own operations. And we've uh, we've set out a goal to reduce our emissions by 20% over the next five years. And then we also want to increase the amount of renewable energy that we're using in our manufacturing plants worldwide. Uh, we're already doing pretty well, actually. We're just over 40% globally when we look at all of our sites. And we want to take that to 60% uh, again within the next five years. So two pretty aggressive targets. Yeah, and I know you've put in a solar system in uh, Assumption, Illinois, near a GSI's facility. Um, I was intrigued by one that was kind of fun to me. In one of the engine facilities in Finland, an Agco engine plant, they took, they're using a new dynamometer that actually, mm-hmm. when you run the engine to test the engine, it generates electricity for the plant. So it's kind of a dual purpose approach. So it's it's little things like that can really add up, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is the the fun thing about sustainability. It's like bring the best minds together from across the business. We're bringing our product management teams together with our engineers, together with our marketing teams, and let's you know co-create solutions that that you know move us forward when we think about our our environmental footprint. So you you mentioned it's in Linovori in Finland that we've invested in these AC testing cells. 
Uh, we're doing some really cool things with uh, replacing fossil fuels in all of our internal logistics vehicles, uh, using renewable renewable diesel diesel, and uh, and then of course where we can and where we have space either on you know on the plant facility or even on the roof looking at also um, installing solar systems and other types of renewable energy uh, to actually generate energy on site. That's a significant investment. How do you balance that investment with uh, shareholder concerns about you know profits? Yeah, great question. But, you know, I think there's always been this sense that there's a trade off with sustainability. You know, sustainability somehow compromises your competitive position or efficiency in some way. I just really challenge that now. I think it's it's really flipped 360. You know, investors are, are one key stakeholder that really are putting pressure on companies to operate more sustainability. And, and uh, sustainably, sorry. And, and why is that? I mean, this is because uh, the data is now clear and, and they've got a decade worth of data that shows that those companies that perform high on environmental and social sustainability outperform their peers financially. So uh, it's pretty much a win-win. Of course, sometimes the return on the investment can be a little bit longer than the typical sort of three years that you might look look at maybe sort of three to five years but the return is there and uh, and the business case is is often not hard to make so that's that makes my job a lot easier when we think about all this and one of the things i think a farmer wonders is how does this affect my equipment what might i be buying from agco under the Fent, Challenger, Massey Ferguson brands in the future. I did notice in the report there's an E100 tractor at work in Fent, probably a little smaller tractor. But is is there other changes we might see in equipment? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's this sort of constant evolution of machines to support, you know, the this digitization of ag and also to support with uh, precision agriculture. So it's how do we get more data from the field to help the farmer make the best decisions that they need to have, the, you know, the most productive operation that they can and also manage some of those other impacts, environmental and others. So I think, you know, it's likely to see more sensors on machines. We have you know, we have a great business with precision planting and we have this opportunity to retrofit existing machines with new technology. So that's a much more cost effective way to bring some of this technology to farmers. So, you know, I, I think that's an area where we will see more innovation around sustainability. Um, and then, as you mentioned, we, we're also looking at alternative fuels, the the, the E100 Fent tractor that you mentioned uh, we see a huge potential there, although that is a smaller tractor. Um, but we're also, you know, we're also doing some really exciting things with, uh, I don't know if you've seen our Project Zaver, and these are these electric swarm uh, ro robots. Um, here, this is this is something very, very different, but it does allow us to look at new, um, new technologies and think about, how, again, how you can have... Um, you know, re reduce the energy that's used and and, uh, and and think more creatively about different approaches in the field. Yes, I saw, I've been watching Zaber since my, one of my early trips to Agritechnica. So mm -hmm. it's a very interesting, and I've seen the latest iteration. It's a fascinating concept. And that brings up an interesting point. You know, you if you run a smaller device that's recharged and you're using renewable energy to recharge it, it does reduce your carbon footprint pretty significantly mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. So I guess I'll back up a little bit and get a little personal. Who is Louisa Parker Smith? You've been with AGCO since 2012. Tell us a little bit about what you bring to the party as the new in your new role. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say, so I joined in 2012, as you mentioned, I've spent uh, time working in three of our global regions. I started in, in our Europe um, organization, uh, spent a little bit of time in Africa, um, worked in a couple of different roles. So I worked directly with our, our distribution network, uh, director of distribution development, also spent some time in marketing and actually started my career in, in, in the Africa region, uh, working to develop um, or bring mechanization to smallholder farmers in Africa. And, and you may think, well, kind of where's the synergy with sustainability? But actually in, in Africa, we were really trying to build a value chain approach to mechanization. So we were taking something where very few pieces existed and bringing different players from across the value chain, because if Agco just fixes its piece and the rest of the value chain hasn't also done their bit, and you really can't mechanize smallholders. For me, actually, now that we're, I'm in sustainability and we're thinking about um, how, how do we really um, manage carbon emissions, for example, sequester carbon, it's kind of like a new value chain approach. It's, it's something very new. It's something that we need to bring, again, the right people to the table and multiple players need to really kind of do their piece to fix that value chain. So some interesting synergies there as well. Yeah, but it's apparent that you've you've kind of seen all of Agco, so mm -hmm. you you have that uh, thirty thousand foot view. But apparently, being on the ground, you you get the uh, right in your face kind of view. I assume too. That's cool. I think one thing farmers don't remember, or maybe it depends on your who your farm, what you farm with. You're in livestock and poultry as well with the AP line. Um, what's going on in that area? Yeah, one of our strategic priorities is really around animal animal health. So again, in the uh, in our grain and protein business, we're really building integrated systems through our Cumberland, our AP, and our Techno brands to help our poultry, swine, and egg producers protect animal well welfare, welfare, health, and productivity. Um, again, very similar. Like this, this whole industry is going through this digitization. We have a great product called Edge. Uh, we have more than 2,000 of these units out in the field right now, and this helps farmers monitor, you know, the animals um, and kind of environmental data on feed, watering and weight, ventilation and so on. So we have this opportunity to really track the, uh, the, the welfare of the animal from the moment they're born, really to ensure they receive the proper nutrition and care throughout their lifespan and, and uh, really start to, you know, bring this kind of new technology also to this part of the industry as well. So we're doing some really exciting things also as part of our sustainability strategy. Maybe just one I'll share, you know, Agco is headquartered um, just outside of Atlanta and uh, Georgia is the poultry science capital of the world. And we've, uh, we've just gone into a, a collaboration with the University of Georgia to develop um, a poultry kind of research lab where we have two um, poultry houses side by side, one that sort of acts as a as a, um, a benchmark to the other so that we can run different trials much in the way that we do in the field um, and test new concepts, new technologies and, and be able to take that to our customers. So lots of cool stuff happening there also. Well, that's pretty exciting. And I was I remember writing about edge when it was introduced to world pork expo a few years ago it's a fascinating system in the way that it gathers data monitors alerts all the cool tools that are available in that system but you know that brings up a question why does animal welfare play into sustainability yeah so again coming back to our materiality analysis when we started to look at what what issues were important to to our customers and other stakeholders 
you know, it's clear that consumers are starting really, uh, really want to have more information and transparency on on where their food comes from. And, um, you know, there's also this transition and trend towards uh, more vegetarianism and people moving away from meat protein. But we really wanted to uh, do our part to actually really share and, and provide a little bit more insight into how animals are reared. And really, you know, any stakeholder, the farmer is, has a real vested interest in ensuring that their animals are healthy. And sometimes this story is not really told to the consumer. And so we feel that this is an important element of our sustainability strategy uh, and an area that we want to invest in. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of one of the one of the four pillars. Well, it's pretty exciting. And I appreciate uh, your time. I, I hope to talk to you again in the future as things uh, keep unfolding on the sustainability targets and plans. I know there's some another uh, report coming out later this year. I think we might touch base on looking at some other issues in, in the sustainability area. And I look forward to that. Louisa Parker-Smith, uh, Director of Global Sustainability at AGCO. Thanks for spending time with me today on Around Farm Progress. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks to Louisa Parker-Smith for being available to discuss sustainability at AGCO and what that means. And as for that report coming out later this year that I mentioned, the company has committed to publishing a comprehensive climate risk assessment this year, and we will follow up on that when it's available. You've been listening to Around Farm Progress, our weekly look at agriculture across the United States with editors from the Farm Progress team and experts in our industry. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands, as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer, and Feedstuffs, and the Farm Progress Show and Husker Harvest Days. And we're excited to have our first live event on June 15th, 16th, and 17th with the Farm Futures Boot Camp and the Farm Futures Business Summit. Learn more at farmfuturesummit.com. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.